0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 193. I'm your host, Brian. Joining this evening,
1: Mac. Show us endless neon vistas, castles made of laser lights. Take us to the shopping center in the vortex of the night.
0: Well, once again, I think that Ian should follow that up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I am here.
0: I think. This is very reminiscent of our last podcast now. Uh, And of course, we have Mad Cat.
3: Hello there. I'm glad I didn't have to follow that one up.
0: I would never do that to you.
3: Aw, oh, you would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he just picked on me
1: two weeks
0: from now. <laughs> two weeks from yeah, now, right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, no. later. It could happen. I should I I, I I'm probably but We're lying. both
3: scorpions, so we pick on other people <laughs> there, instead. There
0: you go. Right. We, we can't be picking on our same same um sign, right? And of course exactly that's right. And we, I,
1: I think technically as a as a scorpion, isn't it? More likely that you're going to sting an alligator on across on the way across a river.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's
1: proverbial. Yeah,
3: that that is possible, or a fox.
0: Okay, guys. Yeah, we, we we haven't introduced dumbass yet, so of course we have the dumbass himself.
3: Well, thank you very
4: much, Brian, and uh, I want you to know that I appreciate you very much, husband number seven.
0: <laughs> this is the only way I'm going to get into Canada. I'm, I'm, you're going to have to marry a lot of people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy cuz <laughs> <laughs> hey he's offered several times actually yeah, I...
3: oh yeah he has yeah, I know. Yeah, I... I'm you, just you guys, guys
4: want to come down here I'll marry all of you
0: nice that's that's very generous
3: oh you're sweet gonna bring him up to visit this summer too definitely sounds good to me cousin meet my harem
0: ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well good how is everybody doing
3: Right. Still good. doing. I, uh,
1: I had a ridiculously good day yesterday, and it started with something incredibly weird and stupid. I went to get a blood test for my uh, CBC test to check my red count for the pulmonologist next at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And the uh, lady who did the blood test stuck me in one arm. She stuck me one time, and it took her less than a minute to get the blood. She was so ridiculously good at her job that I was happy all day.
3: Wow. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I walked in there and I said I have two requests, not the back of the hand and not the face, please. <laughs> she said the face. I said, "Yeah, not the face, please." <laughs> and she said, "I only do that if somebody's rude
0: oh. <laughs> So she was ready for you then.
1: <laughs> uh, she was quick on her feet. She was quick to react. Well, good. good. All right. But yep, she was she was so ridiculously good at taking blood last time I had a, I had the same blood test, the lady stuck me in both arms and had to dig around for a bit before she found a vein that she could use. And she, you know, essentially said that my veins tend to meander like a country road. So that's not <laughs> quite the word she used.
0: Oh, that's that that got to be, that's rough. Hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I absolutely refuse, though, to get it in the back of the hand because it makes my hand feel bruised all week.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. It does. Alright, well, good. So. Do, we, do we have anything else going on? Any upcoming events?
3: No. no. I'm going to try to do some internet stuff, but hey, other than that, nothing.
0: Do you know what it's time for, My Cat?
3: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it is time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. Oh,
0: beautiful. The
4: Amateur Skeptics present. Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves.
0: Alright, so what, what do we have here?
2: Okay, well this week I am talking about
0: the Purifit. Yeah, and tell me how you're going to use this device.
2: Um, I'm not going. To. Why not? I don't have the right plumbing for it.
0: Wait, I, uh.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you need PVC and
3: you're outfitted with old copper, right? Holy shoot! 179 dollars. <laughs> Wow! Oh, all right, well, let's, <laughs> that better be some good toy. <laughs> let's let Ian tell well, us it's what it is. It's not a toy. It's
2: a um, basically more or less supposed to be a workout device. It's uh,
1: the uh, it's the opposite of what we talked about last week. The uh, the Fitbit condom. This has got to be the opposite of that.
2: So basically, what the perfect is is um, it does look um like a vibrator, basically. But the idea is you um stick it up in there. And you play video games.
0: Wait, like when that. you say stick it up in there, you know, let's, let's be. The where are you sticking it? Okay, into the vagina. Okay. Yes. All right, good. All right.
2: We, we Women take it and they put it in the vagina and That's they what squeak. the other option would be.
0: Well, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah, men can, can use it. it why, ass, why couldn't a man use this in the arse? Arse. Arse, right? We we yeah. say arse now, I think. Yeah, we say arse yeah.
1: now. Now, now when, when you're talking, when you're talking play video games, are you talking like somebody's essentially playing Super Mario with their kegel muscles or, uh,
2: uh more or less, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. In fact, um, if you look at the, the pages, one of the, um, slogans is play with your vagina. Basically the way it's designed is you squeeze it just right. And it's it, you know, one of the, um, smartphone kind of games where you make the things go up and down. So you, okay. you squeeze it at the right time to make the avatar go up to catch things. And then you release so It comes down.
4: I really, really want to see a cooperative couch game. You know, <laughs> so does have so, like they're playing be playing against each other, but it's like wiggling around it. Right. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm maybe I'm incorrect.
3: Maybe in this isn't
1: the <laughs> uh, maybe this isn't the opposite of that uh, Fitbit condom. Maybe this is more like uh, I guess the opposite number to this one would be the the Wii for men.
0: It's the evolution <laughs> of Flappy Birds.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so anyway, the the inventors promise that the device can train and measure muscles, improve core strength, help bladder control, and add a little something extra to your sexual enjoyment. The stronger it
3: is, the stronger it works.
4: I just want to see uh, grown women bouncing around on on a a couch. Take that, Lisa!
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not as good as me, if, if somebody gets really good with this and then, you know, then has sex with a man, can she give him an extra life? <laughs> oh. You would hope so. Uh,
3: Scott Pilgrim. Me, that reminds me of something <laughs> from a uh, a class thing that I was doing because of my fibro. Uh, the This one gal we were talking to, we all were taught special uh, exercises. And one of the exercises was squeezing your legs. And she had been doing this for a while, and she came in and said, you know, had a rough time last night. My my husband kept on yelling, stop, stop! Because hurt him. <laughs> all right, right.
2: So, now, for all the women who were thinking of getting one, um, on their website, they are selling for $179 for the basic set. Then you get an accessory pack, which, uh, what is the accessory? Velvet protection sleeve, medical lube gel, and antiseptic cleaning gel. And then, of course, you can get a two pack for two hundred and forty nine. So good savings there. So, so you can do it with a friend. I, I, a
4: two pack. so yeah. Just hey, you, you want you want to go with me? Uh, have these on the paraffit. Yeah.
0: So wait, the Kickstarter. Make it a social is...
4: situation. Play together,
1: like I was suggesting. <laughs> I thought I thought he was dead. Who was dead. Two pack.
0: Tupac. Okay. Did this started as a Kickstarter, correct? To right. And is the Kickstarter still going or is it ended?
2: I'm not sure. It looks like you can still – because it's both saying they're available for to buy and the Kickstarter looks like it's still going.
0: No. I mean, it, wait, it says so SMB's delivery July 2017. That, so it's saying no. they had a
1: 20,000 $20, 20, euro, I believe, goal. Yeah, I, I think, think that's a euro symbol. Over. And they've made 91,000 euros, so I think that it's funded. I now, d-
2: they did it. Yeah. Now, generally, it comes in pink, but on the Kickstarter website, it mentions the possibility of other colors. But I don't—I haven't seen anything showing the availability of them. Apparently, the Kickstarter does show light blue, green, soft pink, and space gray. So and usable yeah. with
0: the with the coil. Hmm. So this connects to your phone through Bluetooth, right? And so one of the things I'm going to take issue with on their—and this is on their—I think it's on their Kickstarter page where it talks about how um these wi-fi signals are actually good for you and i, I take issue with that because that they don't justify that all they basically say is that because they're using bluetooth low energy that that it's lower wattage lower power than even your phone and while i agree that there is that there's no risk from that to say it's good for you is a problem because it's not because the the, um, the wireless signals are not necessarily good for the body but they're just not bad for the body you don't get any any um, uh, benefit from them and they don't justify that saying that in here and so I was that that I thought was not good advertising
2: I did not see that yeah yeah I, I would agree with you there if they were trying to use the Wi-Fi as being a health thing one way or the other it's kind of
0: right unproven, so, yeah.
4: so
0: yeah I forget exactly where that was I thought it was on the Kickstarter page so yeah but so so
4: I so these, you know, it's 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 really funny how like the same thing can go like either way. Like you know, oh, uh, Wi-Fi signals uh, uh, and electro electromagnetic signals will will mess you up, and then somebody else can say, oh no, they're actually healthy for you. And people will like that'll be something that people might believe.
0: Right, exactly, and that that's part of the problem is that somebody might actually. I mean, this seems like a medical device, so they some somebody might believe that um, that uh, it's a medical person that's giving this information um it's not on, maybe it's on the is it on the daily fail i do think it's funny that a lot of the best information did come from the. i
4: like the idea that there's some woman out there oh I, I can feel the wi-fi i can feel the bluetooth it's tingling
0: yeah so it does use bluetooth low energy to connect the phone which you know as far as i can tell i mean that that's fine i have no issue with that but um but it doesn't make it good for you
1: to say something is not a harm is not to equate it to saying it's a benefit.
0: Right. Exactly. And that, that so that was my problem with um, your statement. But now I can. But
1: the uh, but the statement making it look like a medical device and saying that it's good for you is that's uh, a false appeal to authority.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I agree. So I now I'm trying to I'm not seeing where I I thought it was on the Kickstarter page, but I don't see it now. But I remember I read somewhere that they 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 say this thing because they were. Basically, trying to let people know that the Wi-Fi is not a problem, and it, I agree, but uh, that doesn't make it. it good can't for you can't go too far in the other direction. Okay. Yeah. So perfect. Okay. Uh, the perfect connects wirelessly through Bluetooth Low Energy. Uh, we are using a communications technology because it is low energy. Okay. Okay. One hundred percent safe. Okay. The Wi-Fi signal. Yeah. It is actually healthy to have a device trans- transmitting wireless signals inside the pelvic area. They don't justify okay. that after that.
2: Um, uh, I don't think they're necessarily saying um, it's going to be beneficial for you, but they're trying to say it's not harmful.
0: Right, but they, no, they say they use the word healthy. It's healthy to have a device transmitting wireless signals inside of your pelvic area. That's what they are saying. They're claiming that it's healthy for you.
2: If, if it's you know, not unhealthy. <laughs> I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think the, the implication isn't necessarily that, it's that beneficial, but the, I, I think... Um, from the way you read that, it, it sounds more to me like they're just trying to say, it's not going to hurt you.
0: Okay, it's on the perfect— uh,
2: I, I think I agree with you about the wording, but I think the meaning is— um, I, I don't get the impression they're trying to pretend there's a health benefit to it.
0: Then they shouldn't use the word healthy. It is actually right. healthy to have a device transmitting wireless signals into the pelvic area.
4: Yeah, well, the word "the word healthy can have multiple—like, it can just mean uh, uh, doing okay, Right. I remember, like, I saw this before too. Like, um, uh, one time I got as a gift, uh, uh, like, a copper bracelet that was supposed to be like ionized or something. I don't know. Yeah, 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 Maybe it had magnets in it. Um, And like, uh, in in the insert with it, it said like, because it's copper, like, can leave uh, a green residue on the skin. And it's uh, and it said
1: this is quite healthy. It's not healthy to have that on your skin. That's that's verdigris from copper, is what it is. That's copper dissolving on your skin.
0: Yeah, that seems it's bad. Oxidation.
1: Yeah, but we might be looking at when you're when you're when you're reading that where it's saying that it's that <laughs> it's healthy to have the wireless signal. We might be looking at we might be looking at this with um with our idiom English idiom and this because they're asking for the for the Kickstarter in, in euros. This might be something from Europe.
0: So, it's a, you, you're suggesting that it's a translation issue.
1: It could be a translation
0: okay. issue. All right. Okay, that's fine. Maybe, maybe it's not a big deal. It but could even,
1: it could even be a denotative versus connotative meaning that we don't quite get because you know we're we're Americans. We only talk American.
0: I found it. I but, found the statement yeah. off-putting.
2: <laughs> now, the, the way you read it, I. I, I... I, I think you're taking a bit too one way. I, it doesn't sound okay. like they're guaranteeing any health benefit. It doesn't.
0: They, they don't make any health. claims beyond the fact that it's healthy, right? Yeah. So yeah. So, but I, uh, I don't like, I don't like the use of the word healthy you. there. It's not harmful, and I, that I agree. Yeah. Right. I, I do
2: love. If you go down to our team, I do love what they call someone. You have Marion, who is the happiness maker. <laughs> She's New, my favorite Marianne. of all the. You have a. Oh, Kiki Wizard, marketing magician, design angel, exceptional. Yeah, but the happiness maker—that's my favorite of all nine of them. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, there's a cool guy,
0: Guillaume. Yeah. <laughs> where I don't. Were you guys reading these?
3: Oh, that's right, off of the uh, near uh, the bottom of the. Yeah, the, bottom the, of the oh, the okay. Kickstarter.
0: Okay, so the information that I was talking about is actually on their their main site. The uh, the perfect uh, dot io. Uh,
3: the first link.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's on there, okay. and because that's where they. That's where they um, they cover the frequently asked questions. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Based upon the based upon the names here, it sounds to me like okay uh, a good portion of the research team is actually French. So
0: actually, you know what? I'm I think I'm actually wrong because that's a question. Is it actually healthy to have the device transmit wireless signals inside the pelvic area? It's a question. And then okay. they answer the okay. question saying that it that it that it's not harmful. Never mind, I am wrong when I read okay, this. Okay, so it a was question. a
1: translation. See,
0: right? It was me that the translation You don't
1: know it's... what those. Wait, wait! You don't know what the European question marks look like, <laughs>
4: do, no. do we have some sort of sound effect? Somebody just admitted he was wrong on the internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there is actually no sound effect for that because it's the first time it's ever
0: happened. Yeah, the internet just oh, okay. melts. I think right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I read that incorrectly because these are frequently asked questions. So they're actually asking the question, basically, is it okay to have this device transmitting? And they and they cover that because they're using the low frequency that it's that you're getting less wireless signal than your than your cell phone. There we go. So my bad. Okay. All right, my bad. Let's go on. All right. I think we're. Are we done with? The, it seems like a really cool thing. And um, dumbass should get uh, one of them, uh, let, get and get back on dumbass, it. I
2: would love to see like. Um, you know some competitions on women using this I, I think that would attract quite a bit of a crowd to watch such a competitive group
4: i'm imagining <laughs> i'm imagining a racing game <laughs> and the girls are like just leaning back and forth all over the place.
0: <laughs> in the that video, does look actually in, kind of interesting. In the video, or she's. the
4: cars have guns, and they, they, they have to like bounce up and down to fire the guns or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch the the advertisement, the video for this? the The game that they're playing is actually making a a butterfly flap its wings. That that that's the demonstration game that they that they used.
2: Apparently, it was like five games. I, I, I think um the one of the things was saying there's like five games to it or something like that.
0: So Okay. But
2: the butterfly seems to be the one in a lot of their
1: pictures.
0: Yeah. That's why I was thinking what of flappy birds. Is is that
1: a is the butterfly a particularly feminine and attractive image <laughs> to show?
0: Uh perhaps. It's yeah. good
1: advertising. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the race car game might not uh not uh show as well. Mm, no. Okay. Yes, monkeys are having sex with deer. Why would they do that? <laughs> From popular yeah, science.
4: The interesting thing about this is uh unlike what you might expect, it's the female monkeys who are mounting the deers and thrusting into them.
0: Say it isn't so.
4: I know those sluts.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, these are bonobos that that are being taken No, around. they're
1: No, they're uh they're they mecauks. mentioned bonobos, but it's not. They're oh, mecauks. it's not. Oh, they're macaques. Yeah. Okay. No, macaques.
0: Macaques. Macaques.
1: Macaques. My and my, I'm going to pronounce it that way.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs>
3: uh, they have realized that they... Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see.
0: Well, you know, everybody reading the article is is great radio. So somebody tell me more about what's going on in this article.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll will take a. I'll take a stab at it. So apparently, <laughs> Japanese Japanese macaques have taken to mounting sicko deer, <sighs> and okay. they
4: jump
0: I'm on sorry. top of the deer sorry, and then rub their. Okay, so so magical... the, they they oh. have they have a relationship where the monkeys ride around on the backs of the deer are, are around the forest to get from place to place, and in in, in exchange the monkeys you know will, will will groom the deer and you know get licensed stuff off of them. Okay, and so so they're so they're. This is this is a natural behavior, but what they notice is that there is a certain subset of the macaques that are that are having sex with the deer during this process, and and not all the deer will put up with this, but some of them will.
4: Um. Okay. So, so yeah, so, so I, like I wonder if like the the macaques like uh, communicate with each other like uh, this one here. It's a it's a
0: good uh, rubbing deer. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I don't. I haven't watched the video. Yeah, they're used to get
3: to rub, and this one deer is just sitting on on one of the deer and trying to pull its horns and trying to get it to move around. And <laughs> that deer ain't having anything to it.
1: <laughs> I see. Have,
3: uh, I don't care if you have they, I'm looking
1: for a bucking Bronco here. Have they tried giving the monkeys a walk <laughs> <laughs> with one leg loose?
3: I don't think so. I, you know, how I about, I'd initially, I,
1: I'm kind of feeling Remember like fall. this might be, I, I'm kind of feeling like this might be a little sensationalized. This is not, this is, I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially, it's essentially masturbation. It's not actual. It's not actually sexual sex contact. There, this is more like, you know, this is more like the proverbial girl-loving pony.
0: Yes, and that's kind of oh, what yeah, it right, seems right, like. Right, right just, that pony bareback. Feel, uh, <laughs> feel it, feel uh, it, uh, between your legs. So during social play, sometimes young females must have experienced a kind of genital stimulation. This is what we'd call a. Developmental byproduct of a non-sexual activity. So, so they're not. So they're not relating this back to sex necessarily. It's, they're just stimulating their genitals in, in this process. So, so yeah, it's, it's, masturb- yeah. it's yeah. masturbation. Yeah. exactly. Yeah.
4: yeah. A while what back the, we covered the, uh, the uh, Garfunkel and Oates song um, "Go Kart
1: Racing"
0: accidentally masturbating. Uh, accidentally masturbating, yeah. right? Yes, we yeah. did.
1: <laughs> and I. I, I <laughs> It it makes the uh, title of the article extremely clickbait worthy.
0: Yeah, it is popular science. In, uh
1: yeah, yeah
0: I, I, but I mean that is. That, I
4: mean, uh, there there is a sense that if you're rubbing your genitals on somebody or some other creature, that that is a form of sex.
2: Yeah, yeah. But the, the article later on does go into other sexual activity between um differing species. So if they, you um read yes. it all the way um and then talks or the um four seals having picked up the habit of trying to mate with king penguins uh sea otters occasionally raping young harbor
3: seals dolphins trying to rape humans
0: so there is interspecies and sex succeeding. yeah 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 so in what, what so i mean if you watch the video here i mean you you can kind of see what the monkeys are doing they're like you say, they're they're masturbating. They're not they're not they you know, it's something that they're able to use to do this, um, is all that's really going I think
1: they're just monkeying around.
0: Well, there is that too. But like Ian was saying, you know, they, they do talk about actual inner you know, inner species having sex. Yeah. You know, who, haven't we seen this with dolphins? Yeah, it's just she kind of is just disturbing. All yeah. these
2: animals practicing bestiality.
0: Oh. Ugh. <laughs> all right, well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second now. It's that, said, that took a, a second a, for it to register with me. <laughs> well, that brings up a question. What is it called when a dolphin goes after a human? Is that humanality?
3: Human, something like that, yeah. I guess. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, well, now for something I think you're really going to enjoy. Um, Ian put this in here a while back.
2: Well, one, yeah. The, finally... This is the one we've been building up for. Yeah. Uh, I
0: put it in and we feared...
2: We probably need a pretty full episode to we'll talk see. about the I, subject.
0: Or it's just going to completely fall flat, and we'll see what happens here. So yeah. The Ethical Slut – so I, I, I keep hearing about this book, and I have not read the book, The Ethical Slut. Has anybody here read that? Nope. Okay, so – We had other
4: homework. I just finished reading Sex at Dawn.
0: Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, I only gave you one piece of homework. Um, uh, Inside America's um, growing uh, acceptance, acceptance of polyamory. Of
2: poly- polyamory, yes. Yeah. Um Basically, especially after um, my marriage fell apart, I learned that quite a few people I knew were into polyamory and living polyamorous relationships. And honestly, if things went different, I might have gotten involved in some of it. Um, but I, I ended up getting into a fairly solid relationship where that wasn't an option, and I was fine with that. And but. <laughs> No, actually, I'm not going to deny that. There was a bit of a, could I really do that lifestyle kind of thing going on in my mind. I wasn't sure if it was right for me at all, but I was curious about it at the time. And I, I knew, and I, I ended up finding out that a lot of people I knew were involved in it. And it's actually surprised me since then. Um, I learned even more and more. In fact, one of the more amusing tales I have, we went to a friend's birthday party and we were asking this one lady how she knew the birthday girl. And her reply was, oh, she's dating my husband.
1: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. like, oh, that's awesome.
2: Okay. and you know, I love running
4: uh, into casual stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and that, that's how casual it was. She, she, it, to her, it wasn't any big deal. It's like, yeah, we're at her. Uh, my, this is my husband's girlfriend's birthday party. I'm just hanging out.
1: <laughs> <sighs> well, I talked a little while back about uh, that movie, uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, you I did. Talked, yeah, I yeah, may yeah. not I may not have talked about it on the podcast, but I talked about it with you guys with uh, the originator of uh, the guy who originally wrote Wonder Woman was in a polyamorous relationship with two women who he based Wonder Woman on.
0: Yes. Yeah, we, ta- I know that I thought I talked about this with my wife and I know that we've talked about it, but have we ever talked about it on the show? I don't know. I don't think so. So yeah, so he had an he had a very interesting relationship, and didn't it did doesn't he talk about some problems that it that it caused him as well and because he w- weren't they faculty at a um they
1: were faculty they were faculty at a college uh he and his wife were let's just say their contract was not renewed they were fired pretty much unceremoniously um then the girlfriend and the wife were working while he was. Trying to come up with something to make money, and he came up with Wonder Woman. Oh,
0: okay, so that's how he. And my understanding is that after he passed away, the 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 women stayed together. That I mean, yes, were, they yeah. did. So there was. It,
1: it, if you if you would follow what the movie had, he asked them to stay together so that they had each other. And the 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 interesting thing about it was that the women they didn't just love him; they loved each other as well. It was a very it was a very, uh, it was very equal relationship.
0: It was, it was actually yeah. polyamorous as opposed to polygamy.
2: Right. Yeah. But, but polyamorous, um, the term is actually kind of vague. It, do, it Um, you, you, it can be like what, um, you're describing one guy with two women. It can be a, a fully open relationship. But it can be no commitment whatsoever. It could be you have a commitment, a, a specific commitment with one, and then mild commitments with others. Um it's an open lifestyle. It really is. And it's definitely growing. I mean, we, there are conventions regularly, um, for the, the people that are, um, live the lifestyle.
0: So, but the, 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 one of the other differences here is that that relationship could probably also been described as a woman with another woman and a man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because unlike polygamy, which is, which is, you know, a man and multiple women in, in, in polyamory, yeah, there, there, there's. It's much more of a consensual type of thing going on, um, and so I think, I, I, I think that, I mean, they both have their stigmas, but they are different.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, Julian, polyamory, polygamous, um, are basically multiple marriages. Well, polyamory, um, you may or may not be married. It doesn't matter. It's just, um. You have open um, relationships, right? I, I know, I, I know a couple married couples that are polyamorous, where basically they're married, and that's their primary um, partner, the one they're married to, but both of them can go out and um, spend time with other lovers as they feel the need to.
0: But would you ever describe a polygamous relationship as open?
2: Technically a polygamous relationship would be polyamorous because there's multiple partners involved but it wouldn't um they, they themselves probably would not classify themselves as that because polyamorous generally has within the context a more open relationship thing where you you know you're not making commitments.
0: Do you think the women uh, are I sleeping that's... together in these Mormon relationships?
2: Um no not in the no, in m- most of the multiple, m- most of the multiple marriage relationships that you're referring to, the religious based ones, mm-hmm. no, the women are in a submissive role to the husband, right. and while technically, I guess the husband's the only one who's technically in a polyamorous relationship, while the women are actually in monogamous relationships. Right. So
0: that, that that's the distinction that I want to point out here is that the way that I see polyamory is a much more consensual type of situation. Where polygamy doesn't always look to me to be so consensual.
2: Mm. I guess it could well, be. I, it could be, right? I, I do. I have met one couple where basically um, one guy with the legal wife and the other live-in wife. I don't know if the women actually hooked up or at, but he had kids with both of them. It wasn't religious. It was just okay. they were comfortable that way. Well, but, and they were happy that way. And I would once um, again, that,
0: I would, con- I would consider that a polyamorous relationship as a as opposed to a polygamy. But and maybe but, maybe that's that's that's. that's I mean, maybe I'm skirting around there, but it just—I don't know. I, I think yeah. I have a well, lot more stigma about polygamy I, than I, I do polyamory. I think
1: we're talking denotative versus connotative.
0: Yeah, you might yeah. be right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but Brian, um, I also know your views on marriage and. You're not the um most positive when it comes to the idea of marriage.
0: I am not. You are correct.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so that that I think that
1: definitely works its way into it, the way you <laughs> view polygamy versus polyamorous.
0: It could. That you know, yeah. that's a really good point. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and you know, what I was saying was that the uh the word polygamist has bad connotations in our society. And I don't care what you believe religiously, you're gonna get you're gonna pick that up.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah that's if true. If you and, hear the word yeah.
1: polygamist you're going to hear this is somebody doing something bad this is somebody doing against the culture.
0: Yeah but polyamory is, has the same kind of thing going on that that is kind of anti-cultural.
1: But it doesn't have the it doesn't have the same level of of bad connotation to
0: it. Not to me yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't have the history yeah. to it. Yeah, if, if yeah so look I you um,
2: one of the, one of the articles talked about how the phrase was coined in 1990 by a Wiccan priestess I think. Okay. Um so the, the the term poly being polyamorous is only what not even thirty years old. Wow oh, really? um polygamy is hundreds of years. So okay. there is a, a difference there.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is. Interesting that one of the things I wanted that 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 she says in here Um, According to a 2004 article uh, in Psychology Today, at least 9.8 million Americans are in some kind of non-monogamous relationship, which is – I I did the – I went and looked. The population in 2014 was uh, 318.6 million people. So that is about 3 percent of the population would be in these um, non-conformist relationships, if you will.
2: And that wouldn't surprise me at all if that was accurate.
0: But I, but yeah. I wonder, is it higher now? Is this, is this a growing oh, oh, maneuver? It's, yeah. it's I, I, I And once more,
2: you know, this article is talking about the acceptance of it, and if it, it is getting more and more accepted. Like I said, I associate with a group of people where quite a few of them are polyamorous, and no one really thinks twice about it. It's just who they are. Who cares? You know, that's their well, life.
1: And you also got to look at what is the definition of of non traditional marriage too, because that, that varies from the person as well.
0: Well, oh, yes. Yes and no, right? I guess it, it, yeah, it depends on who you ask. That is true. Yeah. Um, but anything that is, uh, I, I don't know. I guess you would consider, some people would consider a same sex couple a non conformist relationship too, right? Yeah. And, and I, and I do not. I, you know, any two people seems to me to be monogamy, right? And anything beyond that is polyamory. Yeah.
4: You know, it, it's interesting, um, how, uh, we seem to look we, – we don't realize how shallow our understanding of courtship and pair bonding, uh, how, how, uh, how shallow that is in our history. I was recently reading a book on, um, uh, the, on the invention of dating, and uh, people don't realize that th- this is like somewhere around just a century old. Uh, that people started this uh, ritual called dating, and people mm-hmm. think that uh, they're being traditional. Uh, uh, traditional dating uh, requires certain things, and people, traditionally, people don't realize how I, shallow
1: that tradition is. Traditionally, I think mm-hmm. the husband just gives the the wife's father a goat and then yeah. he owns the wife.
3: That, that's a bit Depending idea. on the different societies, yeah. Oh, no. arranged it, it could marriages.
1: Be, it could be a, a it could be a herd of horses. You're right. It doesn't mm. have to be a goat.
2: <laughs> Very true. But no, uh, arranged yeah. mar- marriages are much more traditional than actually dating and find your own um, spouse.
0: Well, in marriage, in 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 the way that we perceive it in the U.S. is not much older than you know than dating. It sounds like. I mean, what I, we, you know <clears> that was that was started yeah, even a, after
4: even after dating well, uh, came about. It like took a while for things to. Uh, uh, develop in certain ways that, that, we you know, like, I think, uh, it was only around somewhere around the fifties or so that the idea of going steady with a person as, uh, your primary girlfriend, uh, or boyfriend, uh, what came to be like a thing that people thought about in that way.
2: And one of the more interesting things with the polyamorous, um, idea is, um, okay. If if you're a single person and you go on dates and you, um, you know, sleep around, are you polyamorous? Even if um, you don't call yourself that, you're having sexual relations with multiple people, but somehow they don't necessarily call themselves polyamorous. Yet it's almost the same thing. Yet somehow, is that more accepted? If you know you don't have relation, you don't
3: have actual relationships with these people. You just sleep with them every once in a while. Yeah, one I,
0: I think in order to be
1: polyamorous, it actually has to be a relation. But that's yeah. it's my thought.
3: That's what I think as well, because the people who are. Uh, Normally do not have a specific relationship with one or more people at a specific time. Usually most people just call them sluts Uh, (laughs) because they're they're testing out the grounds, which is just perfectly fine. Not, Not always
1: sluts, Mad Cat. It could just be boys being boys.
3: <laughs> yes, there well, okay. is that reference
0: as Well, well. but here, to, to, I'm not
3: saying that I agree with those those references. Right. I'm just saying that that's how people are considered by other people. So if if dumbass
0: and I'm I gonna, are married, and I and I go on a date with somebody else, are we polyamorous or just have an open relationship?
1: Well, it depends on if he knows about it. You might just be cheating on him. <laughs>
0: that is true. Well, and that so that that's a, that's a that really case, good that's a good point.
1: Boys being boys. <laughs> Well, see, and that's oh, another, I'm sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what happens that's in Vegas thing. stays in Vegas
2: <laughs> That's another thing with the terminology kind of thing is a lot of it is if you consider yourself that you are if you don't, you're not, and it doesn't and that's what I was trying to get at somewhat with the um the dating thing. I mean if, actually society seems almost more accepting of the being sleeping around a bit dating rather than having polyamorous relationships. Yet, in the essence, they're both really the same thing. What Brian just described, um, some people don't want to call their open marriage polyamorous, while at the same time, other people are fine with it. So yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of the exact same thing, just being viewed from different directions and giving being given different terminology for no obvious reason.
0: Well, this comes back to labeling and how we we yeah. are kind of anti-label a, a lot of times. We don't want to be labeled.
1: Um, I want to take yeah, a, we little, make a lot. real quick. Dumbass mentioning the fact that traditional marriage doesn't have a real long history reminded me of something I watched not too long ago. It's a series of videos called "Adam Ruins Everything."
0: I'd love that. Show. <laughs> uh, he
2: has a show now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah He has yeah, a show. Awesome.
1: One of his one of his videos though was all about the uh, all about the wedding ring or the oh, engagement yeah. ring, and the fact that the engagement ring is really only since like the 1930s. They weren't selling many diamonds, so they came up with an advertising campaign that made the engagement ring the thing to buy if you if you wanted
0: to show your love. So th- this comes back to my like anti views on marriage, and, and a lot of that <laughs> comes down to the ring, <laughs> and uh, you know that uh, Jen and I do not have rings, and and I have I I'm I've always been kind of anti ring because it, it it it's it seemed like this forced symbol. That you know that that you that you are um I guess it comes back to labeling. Maybe I didn't want to be labeled that when you get this this ring and it has to be a diamond and it has to be this and this is how you show that that you're married to this person and that you have this commitment and it always drove me nuts.
1: Sam and I did medallions and you saw how that turned out. Uh, but, but Sean, I, I agree with you. Uh, Adam ruins everything.
4: Is awesome. You're now husband number seven, Brian. You're number eight again. Wait
0: a second! I, I watched that show. I love that. Oh man, I just lost my status. Jeez. Yep. Trumped you. Well,
3: that makes me wonder who's hey, number one but, through but four. Brian.
1: <laughs> but Brian, you're supposed to you're supposed to have if you're in a in a marriage, you're supposed to have three rings.
0: Three. Okay. Yeah. Tell three. me. Okay.
1: There's the engagement ring. There's the wedding ring, and then there's the suffering.
0: The
3: suffering. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I have uh, I have none of those rings. So maybe by skipping the rings, I've done well.
3: I don't know. I'm I'm really horrible because my husband David always wears his ring and I have my rings all on a necklace that I wear when I remember to wear it. But I had a hard time wearing them as regular ring- rings because they hurt my finger yeah. and I'm not good with
1: That was, that was a bit of Sam's problem too, was that her, she had a ring, never, never an engagement or a wedding ring, but she had rings that she liked to wear, but her fingers would change rather drastically in size. Um, As for me, you know, I've got, I have had thicker and thinner fingers, but I don't feel, I used to have a sterling silver Celtic knotwork ring. But the last time I tried it on, it it didn't even remotely feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. I decided I'm gonna go ringless and just use traditional brass knuckles if I need to fight somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just I stopped wearing
1: my wedding ring one day when it just like completely
4: fell off my finger as I was leaving the house.
0: Right, but here's well, the works. thing is, but here's the thing is that it comes down to it's not a necessity. I, it isn't required for two people no, to have rings it's, to it's, show they have a commitment. It's an advertising campaign. Exactly. And that's and, and I hate it. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: if you look through your links you give, you give some stuff about the downfalls of it and stuff. Well, okay. I'm I, I I talking about like communications. I wanna, and that's one thing within a couple that has these kind of relationships is they have to be on the same page. They have to be communicating. They have to be. Um, accepting of it because I, I I know a couple couples that are um, like that and they seem happy couples they seem well adjusted and you know it, just because they're not traditional um, they don't seem to have any problems.
0: Yeah, so um, I don't know if um, I wanted to hit one more thing from this article before I moved on because it talks about the uh, the show Broad City. Have you guys watched Broad City? No, no I have not. Okay. Well, this isn't going to help me with my status then, if I'm. <laughs> <laughs> There is a, um it, it's 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 the show focuses around two women um okay and I can't remember the other woman's name but Alana is is she has a relationship with a, um I forget what Hannibal Hannibal Bruins, he he's a comedian and they have a and they they are having a um she she's kind of she's very much polyamorous and he's not but yet he, they have an open relationship and and he tolerates it because of how much he likes her And so it's an, so it is kind of an interesting dynamic, but so, so they, so they do show this poly relationship in this show. And at one point he calls her to tell her that, you know, that he slept with another woman and he's so nervous about it. And he tells her and she, and she like, you see this look on her face and she goes, cause they're in the car together. And she just goes nuts. She is so excited that he's finally slept with somebody else. And, like she's, she gets out of the car and she's humping a tree. And, and she, I mean, she's, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, cause you, cause it, cause it's like she thinks she's going to be, she's going to go off. She's going to be mad, right? And no, but it's, it's as often she has this exuberant display that, you know, that he's, she's so happy that he's finally slept with somebody else. that now she's thinking, well, maybe we can have a threesome in all this. <laughs> it's, it, the show is, it, it, the show is very funny, but the, that no, on the border of
4: overdoing it. But baby uh,
0: oh, you better, okay. off too much you you should you should watch the show but before before you said because it 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 very much fits with the um with the voice of the show um
1: quick quick procedural question here dumbass um as as husband number seven what size of a rod am i allowed to use to be Husbands of lesser status. Oh. <laughs> uh,
4: that that should be in uh, your uh, manual. Okay, <laughs> man. right.
1: RTFM. Okay. Yeah.
3: You had me writing that out, though. <laughs> um, I remember it, that, that page coming in. I, um, I haven't really looked at it so much for writing out, but I do remember something about that.
0: <laughs> but so, but but what happens? And this is a spoiler. If anybody uh, ha- isn't caught up on the show, is that he find he because he doesn't want to be Polly. He finds this other person, and the and 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 they and she and he dumps her. And so yeah.
1: he I dumps mean, the new person.
0: No, he dumps. He dumps Alana.
1: He dumps the. He dumps. <clears> the, okay.
0: For the new person, because he he is not comfortable with this relationship, and. And so they, they, they talk about it in the show in, in this article is that, you know, that that, um, that 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 people are becoming more comfortable with this and, you know, they're presenting it as, you know, society is becoming more accepting and maybe that's true, but it wasn't as consensual as as you know as led to believe necessarily you know he he uh, um hannibal was a reluctant party in in this in this
2: and, th- and that's part of the thing um if if that's what you want a relationship you need to make it clear th- to begin with and if the other person's not comfortable then don't get in a relationship it, it's right. p- part of the communication thing and it's well, not for everyone that's the thing
1: it no it sounds not. like it sounds like this character though just was kind of holding on to hope that she'd settle on him in the in the end. Yes. And then he finally realized that that wasn't going to happen.
0: That yeah, right. that's, that's exactly what happened. You, you, and then you, you decided... also have to
1: wonder if you have to wonder if he actually slept with the other person partially in, in order to make her jealous and found out that that didn't happen.
0: Okay, that doesn't come across in the show at all.
1: I'm just I I'm yeah. saying I I wonder
0: um, based upon yeah, your description
1: know. not upon seeing the show but based upon your description and based upon what I know of human nature it would make me wonder if he slept with the other person to to make her jealous.
0: It's a reasonable um thing um to to wonder it's about re- but like I say, in the show, that didn't come across okay. to me.
1: That would make it the only reasonable thing I've wondered about this week. So <laughs> <laughs>
4: <I'm happy. laughs> I think there is uh, like a lot of assumptions in the way um, uh, our media like uh, portrays. Uh, like open relationships and things like that, I think for the most part when when it comes up in television shows or whatever it 's portrayed as something that 's unrealistic that oh it 's just natural for people to want to uh form pair bonds, and these guys are going against nature, and eventually it 'll come they 'll come to realize that it just doesn 't work.
0: You want to move on to the
4: narrative that uh, that society puts out there. I think
0: so.
3: Yeah, society doesn't know what nature really is. They don't. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and the romantic comedies would get a bit weird if
2: the end result was, "Oh well, I I love you, but I'm going to, you know, hook up with these other people
3: as well." I I don't quite think they'd um, have quite the following. No, but they're just starting to get into. uh, Amazingly enough, they're just starting to get into being able to show. A little bit more of uh gay relationships on on tv i mean uh, par- uh, uh sorry dumbass uh dumbass and i once watched this show and we were amazed that uh they actually had a gay relationship between two women in a disney show we're like oh Oh,
4: we're what? talking about uh, once upon a time right
3: once upon a time, okay. uh, I
4: think I mentioned it here that uh, they uh, they, had yes. yep, they had a
1: lesbian kiss. Yeah, they had a lesbian kiss between uh, Sleeping Beauty and Mulan, I
3: believe. Nice. Uh, no, that was.
1: Uh, oh, okay. Hold on. They did have something between Sleeping Beauty and Mulan, but they also had, um, they had Dorothy <laughs> and Dorothy and
3: uh, Wolf, uh, yeah. Little Red Riding Hood. Yep. Those are the ones that kissed. Or. Red Riding Hood kissed
1: Yep.
0: Her. You know, Disney has uh, that doesn't surprise me. That Disney has been pushing that envelope for a while, so mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not terribly surprised by that.
1: Well, uh, they the whole uh, the whole movie of Frozen subverts the idea of the princess and the prince finding true love.
0: Yes, it does. Yes. You know,
1: first of all, the prince turns out to be a son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, and the true and,
3: love was sisterly love.
1: Well. Not that not that uh, mm-hmm. Anna's love with Kristoff isn't true, but it's 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 beginning and it's it's growing in a realistic way.
0: Right. So yeah, yeah right. The,
1: the true love is the sisters' love for one is, and it's actually not even it's not even Elsa's love for Anna that saves Anna. It's Anna's love for Elsa that saves her.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah.
1: So in that way, it's actually. The princess saving herself.
0: So you're I'm saying this a, is lesbian propaganda? Is that what is that what we're getting at here?
3: <laughs> I'm not calling yep. it lesbian tro- propaganda. What I'm saying is that a lot of things that 20, 30, 50 years ago were held behind closed doors are actually starting to come out and be more viewed with a better, uh, shown with a better voice and a more realistic um attitude
1: yeah but now now that i mentioned this about frozen i'm real pissed off because you know i if you're right it is lesbian propaganda and if i find out that uh, moana and maui don't don't end up together that's it for me and disney right there
3: Oh God, i like those two together that would be so fun so
0: um Ian, where do you want to move on to the, from here? Because you were starting to move on to some of my the the downsides and the pitfalls of polyamory well, stuff that I, I put in I think in it's here. all
2: part of the same stuff, unless it you is, have something yeah. specific well, you want to go to. I think
0: I think I think I want to um, the sex at dawn stuff is really interesting, but I think because it it makes a um, it makes an evolutionary point that we're that we're not so monogamous. But I think what I I want to move on to is this stuff from the Independent that that talks about um, polyamory because. Certainly, there are some there are some things that can uh there's some pitfalls, right? And and yeah. once again, it comes back to the communication piece. And one of the things that I um, I've listened to the uh, Daryl Ray and some of his shows, and the, they keep coming back to this communication. And it seems like poly people have better communication because they're constantly talking to each other, finding out where people are, and and so it isn't so they're because they're always talking about it. And um, I was listening to. No, this was this, I'm sorry. This was a BDSM um, thing that I was listening to. Um, there, there's a, a woman on YouTube who's very open about her uh, BDSM stuff, and it, the BDSM um, culture has kind of the same kinds of um, communication styles where you right. are constantly talking about where you are about certain things, and you're you talk to about it ad nauseum to make sure that you're on the same page and that and that things are going well. And yeah. it seems like with polyamory. The same kinds of things are happening. If the, if it's being done done well, is that you're constantly checking in with each other and making sure that everybody's needs are getting. Um, and so one of the one of the pitfalls is, is that it eats up time, and and so there there does seem to be issues. And and of course jealousy is a huge thing. And one of the complaints about Sex at Dawn is that they don't cover jealousy. But of course Chapter Ten is all about jealousy. Um, je- jealousy is a huge factor, right? And so mm-hmm. and, and it can be, but also you know so like. Well, who 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 are you sleeping with that night? Right? How do you work these things out? Once again, it comes back to communication. So so time is is an issue. It, it takes more time to um, to do this. Uh, it says less money, more problems. I mean, you're adding more people, you're adding more complexity, and yeah. so yeah. So I guess that's um, let's see. What do you mean? Polyamory can mean different things to different people. We we talked about that. Because certainly we we don't have a coherent definition of what polyamory is. And it kind of means what it means to the people that are involved at the time. Um, and I think that's okay. I don't have an issue with that. Be, but the the only thing is, the, the reason this might be, you know, other people might perceive this as an issue is that, well, if you can't explain to me what your relationship is, is it valid? Well, of course it's valid. Just because, because you don't understand doesn't make what we're doing less valuable. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
0: And so I think that that, I think and, but I think the ambiguousness of the term means that you can't just label somebody Polly because or you can but it doesn't really tell you that much about the relationship I guess is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mac.
1: I was gonna ask if anybody here has ever seen the movie paint your wagon no okay mm-hmm. I, I, I... <laughs> Ian yeah have you or yes okay I think of was all I could think of was, how to decide who's sleeping with who that night? Well, last night, last night you was tired, and I was going to go and work in the mine. <laughs> Basically, this is a—it's a musical starring <clears throat> Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. If you believe that? And wait—that that's an actual thing. I thought that was just a yeah, thing. Yeah, that's of an actual thing. That's an actual thing. And uh, in this, in this, in this musical, the uh, Lee Marvin's character buys this woman because. Well,
2: it's the first well, woman they've seen. The, the basic premise yeah. is it's a gold rush town. You know, uh, they found yeah. gold in the, the building, and they the built a, uh, a Santi town around it.
1: And a and, Mormon a Mormon polygamous marriage passes through and the law says you can't have more than one. You can't have more than one wife. So
2: they, they make get him, him to sell, sell the
1: wife. They they make him sell the wife he likes less. So she marries Lee Marvin, but she falls in love with his partner, Clint Eastwood. Well,
2: yeah, basically because um Lee Mar and the partner split their proceeds, um, she ends up being married to both of them. And and she even used the justification like, Well, if my ex husband could have two wives, why can't I have two husbands?
3: Sure.
4: Yep. Why not? And the wait, way wait, wait. they would the hold way hold they on. would just one, one, one question here. The song that uh they showed in The Simpsons, is that a natural no. song or did the Simpsons just make no. that up?
2: The Simpsons made that one up.
4: Okay, yes. Yeah.
0: The yeah. the
2: main song it's known for, known for is they called the Wind
1: Mariah.
0: Yep, I have two more pitfalls here or difficulties.
1: Well, let me let me finish what I was saying though. Oh, okay. Um, so the way that they would decide who was sleeping with her that night was who was tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so basically, you have a yawn off. Well, no, it, it's they they would gentlemen they would disguise they would discuss it among themselves and take turns, but it was. Well, last night I was sleeping in the mine and you was t- – or I was working in the mine and you was tired. So tonight it's my turn to be tired. <laughs> so,
0: all right. All right. So um, understanding is hard to find. Poly Polyamory is not recognized as a sexual minority like being gay or lesbian. So dealing with the law can be Polyamorous people are left to the mercy of how they're viewed by by – how they're – how others view their relationships from outside of the norm, from judges to family, um, even so it says even landlords and tenants. So one of the things that they talk about is that if you have a moral clause in your in your lease, that that could be a problem. Um, I Now, I've signed several leases. I don't remember a moral clause. And the last one is um, more bodies can mean more STDs. So certainly, you know, th- those kinds of things can, can be an issue.
4: I would really like to see... Uh... More uh, poly relationships uh, in popular culture.
0: I agree. Yeah, uh,
4: I'd, I'd like to see a, a sitcom on that.
0: That would be that would I bet that would make for an interesting. But I I'd be afraid that they would. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah,
4: you, 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 well, can, they, you can really handle that wrongly. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So the other thing, I, oh. I um, hmm. I I think I, I talk about this a lot. Um, the secular sexuality podcast with Daryl Ray and he's had several different um um polyamorous people and he and he's polyamorous himself. And so uh the name of the podcast that um that I would suggest that you listen to if you're interested is called from uh um, from misery to poly. No. From misery to poly. No, is that from missionary to poly? Wait. I'm. I'm Brian. I'm, I'm. I know. I'm. I'm aside, I should not read this here. Stuff right. you
1: mentioned. Uh, you mentioned a morals clause in the lease. Yes. What, yeah, about, um, a, what about a sanity clause?
0: Uh, you can't fool yeah, no. me. There's no sanity clause.
1: No. Brian already
2: has the link for missionary to Polly <laughs> in our notes. So, if anyone wants to check that yeah. out, it it is one of the links in the podcast. So, notes. But,
0: <laughs> what's interesting? So, she she talks about her and her husband how they how they have started going to an open relationship and moving to Polly and some of the actual pitfalls for her she's very open about about her jealousy when he started dating um because she was already dating at the time and so she was actually with her partner when he was on dates with another one and she had these um feelings of uh she that's when she had these feelings of jealousy and she talked about how she said she's had to deal with it because she recognized that it, it you know that it's exactly what she's doing right she's out with somebody else at the same time he's out with somebody else but that but they didn't even though logically she understood it she still had to deal with the fact that she had these feelings of jealousy and she talks about and she and you know she i think she's working with this with a therapist and everything so it's it's a extremely interesting episode where um and it really hits on this whole jealousy thing which i thought was very interesting that would be quite interesting yeah it's it's the the show in general is very good and and uh Daryl Ray is is extremely good with with the guests and getting them to talk about this kind of stuff and um of course being Paulie himself and being very accepting of you know of these of these relationships, you know it it it's it, it's easy to listen to because I mean there there's it it would be very different you know if if he, she was having this conversation with you know somebody who was anti paulie right. Mm-hmm. Um, very and, much so. Yeah, so very, very interesting stuff. And of course, the sex at dawn stuff is really interesting too. And we didn't really touch on that much. But and we are at about an hour now. So. Um, well, we
2: we have them in the links. Well, both, or, yeah. You know, if your listeners want to check out, Brian put quite a few different links to various articles and podcasts about this, so you can you know, it, it, it's a topic that's out there right now, highly and definitely worth um, talking about.
0: Yes, and none of us are poly, right? We're we're definitely looking at this from from the outside in. Not right. really. Okay, okay, okay. You, oh, um, uh, uh, I should say, yeah. I don't think any of us are poly.
3: <laughs> well, I'm not now.
0: Oh, okay, but you have, but you have, you in the past.
3: I was in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I did have good. a relationship with two guys at dorms.
0: Okay, sure.
3: At the same time.
0: And they knew were they about aware it? Of yeah. each other. Yeah, were they? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they were. Okay, yeah.
0: very good.
3: And you the know, one you make the other know. one was an idiot. <laughs> Was you could right. make
4: an argument that uh, one of the most uh, famous relationships out there is a poly relationship uh, between uh, Archie, Betty, and Veronica.
3: Yeah. yeah, but they weren't sexual, but it's still a...
1: Well, they weren't sexual in the comics. <laughs> well, you know, actually, I, know, but... um, I reread some of those old Archie comics, and he's he's really kind of a shit. <laughs> he's kind of a yeah. bad guy. <clears throat> um, he's, he's literally talking about... How he wants to, how he wants to date this other girl that he just met, but he doesn't want either Betty or Veronica to find out.
3: <laughs> yeah, they uh, so
1: I'm reading this and I'm going, this is, this is an all-American hero here. Yeah, this. Is, I, I'm, I'm yeah. actually, I was actually kind of, a, I've been watching the Riverdale show and I'm kind of amazed to find that the Archie on the show is more likable than the one in the comics.
3: <laughs> hmm. I haven't watched that yet. I uh, was reading the comics that they have out, and I read the one with um, Jughead and uh, Vader, his dog. Okay. Not it, the same thing, it, but. The zombie one
2: where the dog dies and gets brought back by Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and um, basically
3: next thing you know, it's a zombie apocalypse? No, no. Oh, that, that, I have a couple the, issues of that one. Sabrina That's- what? Sabrina one I'm going to read is one with Sabrina and that uh, – cat that was a human changed it into a cat. Uh, no, the, the Archie comics actually
2: got quite dark um, from some of the off-brand stuff. There's the afterlife with Archie, which is a zombie apocalypse, and then uh, they did do a Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, which was basically uh, her aunts uh, were, um, it, it had made a deal with nice. the devil. But no, in this one, the, the aunts were openly had made a deal with the devil and were basically um, preparing Sabrina to for, um, I forget the whole thing, but it got pretty dark. So yeah. there, there are some dark Archie comics out there. Well, yeah, the, there's uh, some real new the, ones
1: which look interesting. The Life with Archie series where he married Veronica ends up with him well, no, getting killed, you know, attempting what? Life with
2: Life with Archie, so two different realities. One with him marrying right. Veronica, one Betty, and then they merged at the end when he got shot. Apparently the, the, in both those universes, he ends up getting shot by protecting a gay senator friend of his
1: yeah
2: and then i guess the last (laughs) issue was actually betty and veronica mourning over the loss of archie is my understanding i actually meant to pick that one up because you know it was significant but never did
3: Hmm. Hmm.
1: okay (laughs) all right so let me ask at this point do we want to move my uh do we want to move my article to next week
0: i think so i mean we're at an hour so
1: i'm okay if we do that yeah that'll give you time to read it
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was very much
1: It'll give you time to put out the fires.
0: I, I spent a lot of time reading, you know, uh, different stuff. And, of course, Sex of Dawn, which I think is a, a great book. And, you know, I put in here some um, uh, some criticisms of, of the book and, of course, a rebuttal from the author about those criticisms. So it's, it's an it's interesting topic. seems pretty
4: natural because uh, they criticize a lot of uh, eminent uh, writers and scientists in their book. So it's like, of course, there's going to be pushback, and uh, it's not going to be the end of the argument.
0: No, it's not 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 even close to the end of the argument. But I think that they they um, they started a discussion that I think is really good.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought a rebuttal was a cosmetic procedure where they make you made your butt more burnt. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong?
2: This
0: lightly. All right, well, we better say good night on, oh, on that bomb trail. You gotta
4: remember when you, when you rebut, you gotta butt <laughs> <sighs> All right, say,
0: goodnight,
2: goodnight.
4: <laughs> say goodnight, good, good night. Say good night, everybody. Good night,
1: everybody. That's another one in the
0: rebuttal. You if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the Amateur Skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at amateurskeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash p-k-a-n-o-l. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright, Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.